Welcome to the Wellbeing Podcast. Welcome into the room and into our conversation surrounding well-being in its many forms. Today we are so lucky to have Jen Augusta. She is a designer of many things. She enjoys making things with her hands, designing board games and exploring photography and interactive media and using sound as material. She's a music producer. Really cool. Uh, so Jen, thank you so much for taking the time to come meet us. Yeah, it's my pleasure to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Wonderful. How are you this morning? How was your sleep? I'm good. I got about seven hours. I try to shoot for eight, but mm. seven will suffice. So for listeners, today we're actually going to be talking about sleep. And this is a topic that seems to be really close to Jen's heart. And I'd like to ask what made you want to bring this topic? Um, I didn't, it didn't used to be a topic close to my heart. It was a topic that I never thought about. I think like a lot of people, I thought that productivity was more important. Um, squeezing the most out of my waking hours was most important. And it actually led me to a lot of staying up late, waking up mm-hmm. early. Um, and I, it actually rolled me into uh, a really gnarly bout of insomnia to where Mm. I couldn't sleep then. And so I had this period of several months where I couldn't sleep more than three hours a night and I totally unraveled (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, it, and it became really this wake up, this like total wake up of realizing how important sleep is Mm. and how we tend to really, be able to get away with stealing a little here and a little there, a couple hours here, an hour there, uh, night after night. But the accumulative effects of that are so ravaging on mm. the body, but also on the mind. And and it can have a really like a deteriorating effect on your emotional well-being, mm-hmm. on your physical well-being, and not just in being tired, but as you grow older it's this accumulative effect of deteriorated health. And and through that episode and and actually seeing myself really unravel just due to a lack of sleep made Mm -hmm. me realize that sleep in general is incredibly important and not something that I can sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So uh, our culture puts a lot of focus on when it comes to the discussion of health on talking about the importance of nutrition and the importance of rest while you're awake and the importance of exercise, but doesn't talk about um, doesn't talk about sleep and the importance of sleep. And a lot of that I think has to do with the fact that sleep is not an action, it's an inaction. Mm-hmm. And when we're trying to do things to actively improve our lives, it's about taking actions. You know, work is an action, working hard, making more money, mm-hmm. eating well, uh, exercising. These things are all actions, but sleep is really about uh, allowing yourself to be totally under arrest. Mm-hmm. And and I think that that's actually really hard for people. I, I think sometimes that even people treat things like meditation almost as an action <laughs> as opposed to an inaction. Mm-hmm. And so I think that this idea of doing this thing where you're actually not conscious for 
eight hours Mm -hmm. seems like a waste of time to people because they don't remember it. (laughs) They can't really catalog it. But it is incredibly important to just allow yourself to do that. Yeah, I've never thought about it. This resistance to sleep is tapping into something a bit deeper. It's like, are you surrendering to this fact that you can't do anything, Mm -hmm. that you are kind of out of control in those moments Mm -hmm. and you're not like pushing your life forward and changing your fate. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's but it is totally imperative to recharging, to mm-hmm. being able to be a productive, clear-thinking person mm-hmm. who just feels grounded and stable. I, you know, when I went through this kind of like roller coaster, when I came out the other side, I was like, you know, all I want is just to feel solid, like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think that um, kind of being on a bit of a of an energetic roller coaster by way of like, you know, coffee binges and, mm-hmm. you know, the things that we put in our body or the things that we don't allow like sleep or, you know, whether it's like the balance of like coffee in the morning <laughs> versus alcohol at night and... Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the kind of roller coaster that we set our bodies on is um, it's it's really stressful on all of our hormones and mm-hmm. it's really stressful on all parts of our body. The price that we pay is is much greater than we realize, and it's and, it, and the effects are accumulative too. So mm-hmm. yeah, it sounds like with these highs and lows in the day, that that sleep is like a reset, like a baseline, mm-hmm. coming back down to stillness Mm -hmm. and recharging and Mm -hmm. I think in sleep there's still some activity happening in the body your body's actively trying to rebuild itself Mm -hmm. even if you're not well yeah and our bodies do so much for us that we are totally not aware of you know even just the fact that our heart keeps pumping Mm -hmm. like I mean how often do you think thanks heart (laughs) you know like you're doing so much for me right now all the time and you never quit (laughs) and and we don't think about that and in our body's sleep mechanism and you know restoring our tissues and so that we can regenerate overnight you know it's a process that we don't think about the same way that we don't think about our heart automatically pumping for us or our lungs automatically Mm, breathing for mm -hmm. us, all of these functions that we really take for granted. And I think that sleep is on that list of body functions because it's, it's time (laughs) and people think of time as like this invaluable resource, which it is, but yeah, it's crazy to think that sleep is so foundational that it really controls so many other systems in the body. I remember reading this study about high school students and how during this age there's this sleep delay that happens naturally and we want to sleep later our bodies are biologically kind of going to do that anyway but the school system kind of restricts that and people are waking up at six in the morning or at five in the morning for their commute and it's so rigid the structure that doesn't really facilitate the things that we need biologically Mm -hmm. Um, and I was wondering what time did this discovery kind of happen this like unraveling where you discovered oh my goodness sleep is so important (laughs) well it happened I mean just to reveal I'm a very old undergrad (laughs) I'm 38 years old Mm -hmm. and so my discovery of this happened in my late 20s and so I did all of the things that everybody else in their teens and 20s do all the things when the 
you're striking while the iron is hot, you're like making friends, mm-hmm. you're working hard because you have opportunities that are brand new and you want to accelerate your life and everything's exciting. Mm-hmm. And I was doing all of the same things that everybody else does. And I also am, and this is actually something that I love about myself, but I have to really tame is I'm kind of a workaholic. Like mm-hmm. I love, I love working on projects. I get very excited about it. I also used to love going out dancing and mm-hmm. I love waking up early and working and, and it wasn't until I was about 28 or something like that, that it really all kind of came crashing down. And I just realized, you know, I'd had this New Year's resolution year after year to chill out <laughs> <laughs> or take a chill pill. <laughs> and it really, it's funny, it's like there was no part of me that could just you know, chill out. And and it was really that this kind of very difficult episode erupted and kind of had to bring me to that place where Mm -hmm. I had to just surrender. And now I will never go with less than seven hours of sleep. And it's not because I can't, it's just that I absolutely will not do that Mm -hmm. to myself. Mm -hmm. So I think that, I think that it is like one of the most important important things to do is to get a decent night's sleep because my days are just crap without it so (laughs) and I think a lot of people don't realize that their days are compromised without it or they'll do it here and there but it's like it's just so not worth it you know Mm -hmm. so so yeah that was but the the period was really so when it began was like in at the end of my 20s but after that um roller coaster I it actually took me like two years to really get back on track which leads me to a whole other topic which is burnout mm-hmm. <laughs> and like all the things that lead um a person to burnout which is like working really hard work hard play hard which is totally celebrated in our culture mm-hmm you know, one up, everybody trying to one up each other on how little sleep they got, how many hours they worked. And almost not even that what we get accomplished is as important as what we sacrificed Mm. in order, you know, what we personally sacrificed to achieve whatever goal. And, and I think that this kind of competition that we have is it's, it's martyrdom. And I think that that people celebrate it in this mm-hmm. culture and and we really kind of in this very backwards way encourage it and and i think that it's really important to for people to not be duped into yeah. that system mm-hmm. um and you know also what that system does is it kind of sleep shames <laughs> i just picked that term up <laughs> from another <It> that <laughs> i was like oh that's so appropriate yeah. it's like if you get out 8 hours of sleep when you're like in the middle of a big project or a big deadline you almost feel kind of sleep shamed mm-hmm. <laughs> by it um and i think that it's really important for people to not feed into that and to not encourage that in other people as well mm-hmm. um cuz it's really it's very counterproductive um yeah so not only to your your daily life but also to your overall health and well-being mm-hmm. i think of you know it's funny i i took a health class uh i was probably like 18 or 19 and i took health class and um in college and 
my teacher was talking about sleep and she was talking about how sleep is not something you can make up for. Like you get four hours of sleep one mm -hmm. night, you get five hours of sleep the next night, and then you get 10 hours of sleep the night after. But it's not really making up mm -hmm. for it. You're like continually dinging your physical health and your, and your emotional and mental health. And, um, and I have always remembered that, but I never actually felt it mm -hmm. until it really did start catching up with me. And it's funny to me that it, it's kind of like when we're kids and we want to touch the beautiful burner on the <laughs> stove because it's like warm and glowing, but you know, and we, we're told not to touch it and then, but we do anyways. And then we feel that it, it's hot and mm -hmm. it, it hurts and then we don't do it again. But, and I feel like this kind of dance that we do with sleep or lack thereof is something that is almost a lesson that you have to learn by doing it but but my message is really don't burn yourselves mm -hmm. out because it actually it can take a very long time to come back from and it is it's a rough road mm -hmm. <laughs> so don't burn out appreciate the warning yeah <laughs> i like that image it's literally do not burn out yeah it's true. I mean, burnout is real, and um, and I think that the all of the things that are really encouraged, uh, like behaviors that are encouraged, are mm -hmm. behaviors that lead to burnout, which include things like emotional roller coaster behaviors, like falling madly in love, mm -hmm. and then like going, you know, having these terrible breakups, and like all of these things mm -hmm. that are that even Hollywood encourages, you know, like we take ourselves on these crazy roller coasters, and it is the accumulative effects of that yeah. is really hard. And so, but burnout is burnout is real, and mm -hmm. um, and it is not pretty. <laughs> so don't you know try to avoid that one. Yeah. That's so true, how much it's idealized and romanticized. Mm -hmm. And it makes it really hard to just appreciate a chill, mundane, ordinary day. And we can't escape those little moments where we're just cleaning the bathroom or we are just maybe sitting down and reading or doing something that's not going to be the most emotional high. Mm -hmm. So how did you deal with this insomnia? So the insomnia um, I dealt with by way of kind of creating almost, um, I, I now would say it was a kind of a ritual around mm -hmm. sleep. I had to ban laptops from my bed <laughs> and anything that was work related. Cause I had a really bad habit of bringing work to bed with me mm -hmm. and I would lay there and I would work, you know, through the night and, um, and so that was one thing. Um, and I really had to to carve out time to sleep and just go to bed and lay there until I fall asleep. And sometimes it would take four hours. But if I, I mean, it's incredibly frustrating if you do have insomnia versus just not allowing yourself the time to sleep, which is a whole other thing. Mm -hmm. But people legitimately do try to go to sleep and they cannot sleep. And so, you know, where mine began with the behaviors that didn't allow me to carve out the time for sleep it then led into the kind of insomnia where I couldn't sleep or I would fall asleep but I would routinely wake up at mm. three o'clock in the morning and not be able to go back to sleep and so I tried everything 
And the number one thing that you that I had to do was make sure that I carved out a window of time where I did nothing but try to sleep, mm-hmm. um, which was not, you know, it was like, of course, don't look at phones, don't watch movies, don't do anything that stimulated my brain. Another thing is I did try, I, I kept going to... Um, different doctors I was like you need to give me sleeping pills and they were like maybe you should address your anxiety (laughs) and that actually was really the culprit uh and what it was was it was this like I could fall asleep but it was this anxiety that would wake me up at three o'clock in the morning that and and it was all of that stuff that just rattled my brain that I had to deal with and I had to talk myself down from and it was like all the regular stuff it was like not having enough time. It was, did I say something stupid? It was, do I have enough money? <laughs> it was all of the things that people have anxiety about, um, but not things that I could actually deal with at 4 a.m. So mm-hmm. now when I have insomnia, um, my trick that really works for me is I listen to a podcast called Stuff You Should Know. And the reason is, and I've tried other podcasts, but specifically their podcast works. And it's because they're always, they're just like these two nice guys. And there's like nothing. They don't laugh. They don't like do anything where the volume is like crazy. And they're just talking about something like giraffes for 30 minutes. And it really, it's almost like hearing a bedtime story. And I just like put it at a low volume and I shove it under my pillow Mm -hmm. and it puts me right to sleep. I don't know if that would have helped me in the past, but that surely helps me now. And so... Um, I think that if you can find that thing that is like your kind of Pavlovian, Pavlov's dogs, you know, Mm -hmm. that thing that triggers, you know, for some people it's like as soon as they pick up a book or, you know, whatever it Mm -hmm. is. So I think that if you can kind of find your your lucky charm, whatever that is, um, that's incredibly helpful. But some people really have legit insomnia where they lay in bed and they can't fall asleep Mm. and they try taking sleeping pills and it doesn't work. I mean, obviously caffeine consumption affects a lot of people and alcohol too. I mean, one of the, one of the things that I found that I can't do is drink alcohol before I go to bed, like even Mm. one glass of wine and I will fall asleep. No problem. But I will without a doubt, wake up at 4 a.m. with anxiety if I drink alcohol before I go to bed. For me, I have to like let it get out of my system before I fall asleep. So the other thing too that I've heard and <clears throat> is that it's not so much about the quantity of sleep, uh, but also the quality mm-hmm. of sleep. Um, and caffeine comes into play with this. Like I've heard that Drinking coffee, I know some people, if they drink coffee past a certain time, they cannot fall asleep. Mm-hmm. But I've also, which is not my case, like I can drink a cup of coffee at 9 p.m. and still fall asleep at 10. And But I have definitely heard, too, that if you drink caffeine too late in the day or even at all during the day that it changes your quality of sleep like you can't mm-hmm. really reach the the levels of sleep that you need to reach in order to actually ha- have the regenerative effect so you know light sleeping mm-hmm. can also be a problem as well so it's important to get the full night of sleep so that you can go through all the sleep cycles 
which is something that is, I think a lot of people, you know, if you're waking up in the middle of the night and, um, I think it's just really hard to just carve out, especially in like loud cities mm-hmm. or whatever, to like carve out that time to just let yourself go through those. So. Um, the other thing too, that did help me for, um, a short period of time was taking medication and for sleeping. And, um, I know that our culture has a huge stigma, uh, around, Med- taking medication and um, I have a general attitude that if people need it they should just do it and don't feel bad about it because it helps a lot of people mm-hmm. and um, and I think whatever way that you find help that works for you is incredibly important to just mm-hmm. do it and not feel ashamed of it um, but it really helped me because it it when I, <clears throat> it helped me get back on track. Um, mm-hmm. And it was kind of like my training wheels for six months or nine months. And I really needed those training wheels to be able to get to a place where I was regularly mm-hmm. sleeping and regularly recharged. And I felt regularly good during the day. And then I could stop taking it. And then mm-hmm. I was back on track. And so that was one of the things that really helped me. I think that it's really important to be aware of this kind of celebration of burning out that our that our culture has and to not fall for it mm-hmm. and to encourage the people around you to not fall for it either and and to just allow yourself to sleep and mm-hmm. allow yourself to be under arrest uh during the night and just know that what you're doing is actually one of the biggest investments in mm-hmm. your health in your day in your mental hygiene your physical well-being everything and just feel good about it yeah love it good night mm-hmm. good night <laughs> hey if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to get involved go to our page www.thewellbeingpodcast.com and contact us for a recording session we would love to hear from you